Hi there and welcome to Truth Diving. I hope everyone had a great Easter. Matthew 28, 5 and 6. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who is crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Tonight we're going to look at what scripture tells us of the resurrection of Christ. And like we did with the crucifixion, instead of just reading one of the Gospels, I think we're going to look at the Gospels as a whole and what they tell us about it. So again, we're going to be looking at John chapter 20, Luke 24, Matthew 28, and Mark 16. The last episode in this episode both really, I've been kind of, we've been really skimming over um, pretty quickly over a lot of these passages and there are so many more details in here that we can dive in and really look closer at but I kind of just wanted to go over the whole thing and then you know maybe at some point we will come come back to some of these passages and look a little bit closer but just with the the crucifixion and the resurrection and with this time of year we kind of just wanted to skim over everything and get the whole picture or at least a a rough look at the whole picture and just as um, as we've mentioned a couple of times and as with everything in the Gospels there are some details that are told slightly different and there are other things that are told the exact same across the Gospels all four of the of the Gospels here um, when they they all specified that it was on the first day of the week on Sunday and they all begin with the women going and finding the empty tomb. Comparing all the Gospels with each other, we are told for sure that this group of women consisted of Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, son of Alphaeus, Salome the mother of John and James, the wife of Zebedee, and Joanna. It's possible that there are a couple, that there were a couple other um, women with, and people within this group not mentioned here, but these are the ones that we that are specifically named throughout the four Gospels. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we read that the women come to the tomb and they encounter the empty tomb and they encounter an angel who actually told them that Jesus has risen and they should go tell the other disciples. In John's account, it says that they saw the empty tomb and they actually went and got John and Peter who ran to the tomb and they found it but they didn't exactly understand what was going on what this meant and then and then that is when Jesus appeared to Mary Magdalene and shared with her that he had risen Matthew Matthew's gospel also says that Jesus appeared to the women as they were on their way to tell the other disciples Mark includes that Jesus appeared to two of the other disciples while they were walking in the country. And Luke's gospel says that Simon and another disciple were walking to the village of Emos when Jesus appeared to them. It says that they were unable to recognize him at first, but as they walked and talked with him, and right before he departed with them, they realized their eyes were open and they realized who it was. They realized it was Jesus and that he has risen. And so they went and they told all the others that, that he has risen and that they had seen him. I'm just wondering here, I don't know this for sure, but it 
kind of seems like it would make sense that the those two disciples in Mark's gospel that were walking along the road that Jesus appeared to could have maybe that was John and Peter after they left the tomb as mentioned in John's gospel and the countryside where they were walking along the road of Emos in Luke's gospel could have been that could have been where they're going I can't say for sure that we're well, we are going to be able to satisfy every curiosity about every detail we have but it just seems like the more you look at all the gospels as a whole though they might say things a little bit different at, in some places and that sometimes they never contradict each other but they just seem to provide just a more complete picture of of the events that they talk about we read in matthew that as word was spreading and some of these things were taking place some of the Roman guard told the chief priests about what, what had happened. It says that the elders and the Jewish priests bribed the soldiers who spread the story that they had fallen asleep in the middle of the night and the disciples had came and taken Jesus' body. We also read in John and in Luke of Jesus appearing again to the disciples. In John, we actually read of three separate encounters when Jesus appeared to them. It says he appeared to them on the evening of the day of the resurrection. All the disciples were, they were all gathered together. They were inside, they had the doors locked because they were, they were still afraid of the Jews. And if the Jews were, were looking for them or trying to, trying to get to them. And it says that Thomas was not with them, but Jesus appeared inside to them. And then when they told Thomas, because he wasn't there, he didn't believe at first. He didn't believe that Jesus was risen, was physically there, didn't actually, that he actually physically appeared. So we read that eight days later, the disciples were again inside with the doors locked, and this time Thomas was there, and Jesus appeared inside once again. And this time he said, in the Gospel of John, it says that, Je that Jesus showed Thomas the holes in his hand and in, in his side so that he would believe and then we come to John chapter 21 and here we find Jesus reveal himself again this time it's by the Sea of Tiberias it's also called the Sea of Galilee we read that some of the disciples were fishing when Jesus came walking along the shore but they didn't recognize him at first and this is one of the parts of scripture that I read and I honestly honestly think it seems like Jesus may have had a sense of humor and I mean I don't mean that obviously I don't mean it disrespectfully or anything like that but because this is this is such in my opinion this is just such a cool story and such a cool way it worked out but this is the same sea that that Jesus first called Simon and Andrew John and James he called them to follow him he performed the miracle with the fish and they where they just they get the he told them to cast their nets out again and their nets it was just overflowing with fish and they couldn't even they couldn't even pull it in and then we read a little bit later on in um john chapter six this is the sea that um jesus walked across um after the feeding of the five thousand jesus walked on the water in the sea and he calmed the, he calmed the storm and rescued the disciples from that and then here we see, we see um, in the 21st chapter of John, Jesus walking along the shore 
the disciples don't recognize him, but he calls to them from, from the shore. And he calls them and asks them if they've caught anything. And they say no. And so he tells them to throw your nets in on the other side of the boat. So they do it, and it says that they were unable to haul the net in because of all the fish, all the fish they caught all of a sudden. They realize this is Jesus. It actually says that John is the one who pointed out that that's Jesus. They, they realize that's Jesus there. And Peter almost instinctively just jumps out of the boat. He just dives right into the sea to get to Jesus, just to meet up with Jesus. And I think that's just such a cool picture. I mean, just how ironic they must have appeared to be. I mean, we know Jesus had everything planned out to the to the finest detail, but just how ironic is that that, that would appear that it's right there in the same sea that he did that miracle before and they don't recognize him. And then just to picture Peter just throwing himself out of the boat just to get into the waters, to get to Jesus Jesus as fast as he can. And then it says that after they had after they had eaten breakfast, eaten some of the fish that they caught we read of a conversation between Jesus and Peter. And we see Jesus ask Peter three times, Peter, do you love me? And each time he says, yes, yes, Lord, I do. Yes, Lord. And the first two times, um, when Peter says, yes, yes, I love you, Jesus tells him, then feed my lambs or, or sheep, depending on the translation. You know, feed my, feed my lambs or feed my sheep. And then the third time, the third time in a row, it says that Peter is actually hurt that Jesus asked him three times in a row. And he says, yet, Lord, you know all things. Of course, of course, you know, I love you. And this is, this is kind of believed to be a reflection, um, kind of reminding Peter of the three, to three times that he did deny Christ just, just a couple days before. And it's kind of a, kind of a reminder of that and just kind of a, kind of, um, reflection that and kind of a making up making up for that way and it's also Jesus signifying to Peter that God has plans to use, for Peter to use him as a leader of the church to use Peter as a shepherd to Christ's sheep Jesus is kind of telling him then you're gonna feed my sheep you're going to shepherd my flock and feed my sheep which are the people of Christ and then again, after the third time that Jesus says this, we see him say something a little bit different in verse 18. He says, Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you were old, you would stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. And then in verse 19, we, it says that this he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after this, he said to him, follow me. So it's kind of saying here that Jesus said that to, to Peter that somebody else is going to address him. <clears throat> and he's going to take him where he doesn't want to go. And, he, and he's going to stretch out his hands and another will dress him. Signifying that Peter was, was crucified. He was martyred. He was crucified as he was martyred for Christ. And again, Peter or Jesus says to Peter right there again, then follow me. And then in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we read as what we refer to as the Great Commission. 
This, this Jesus commands to his disciples to proclaim the gospel to the world, to baptize and make disciples of all nations and of all peoples. In Luke, it says that after, he, after he, Jesus had given, given them this commandment, it says that Jesus opened the minds of the disciples to truly understand the scriptures. And then Jesus told them to remain in the city until they are clothed, clothed with power on high. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says that this will take place when the Holy Spirit comes upon them. And then we read about the ascension of Jesus. In, in the books of Luke and Mark and Acts, Acts chapter 1, we read that Jesus was taking, he was taken up into heaven and seated on the throne of the right hand of God. And then in Acts 1, 10 and 11, we read that right as this, right as this takes place, and the disciples are watching all this take place, it says in verse 10, And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes, and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. So we see these angels telling the disciples, why are you just standing there? You know, Jesus gave you this commandment to go into the world. And we see the, we see right there that when Jesus comes again, they say that he will come in the same way in which he went up into heaven, up into the clouds. Well, I thank you again for for listening. Um, thank you for tuning in to Truth Diving here. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what we're going to get into next, but uh, we'll, we'll continue to dive into scripture. Um, and we'll probably be back again on Tuesday. So thank you again, and I hope you will tune in again next time.